Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. In today's episode, I'll be sharing some money management essentials with you. This episode was actually inspired by a workshop that I completed a few weeks ago with my stepladder circle. So I'll be sharing with you the essentials that I shared with them. If you do want to grab a copy of the workshop, it will be available in a week's time on my shop. And I'll definitely share some more details with you of how you can access the workshop. So let's get straight into today's episode. So I'm going to essentially be sharing with you, (laughs) essentially, no pun intended, the money management essentials that I shared with them. So it's a combination of five different things. And of course, as you listen to today's episode, I want you to really think about which of these elements you don't currently have in your life and maybe look at some ways that you can actually start implementing it. When it comes to managing your personal finances, it's all about prioritizing what you focus your energy on. Because sometimes you may be focusing on things that you don't necessarily need to focus on right now. For example, if you were deep in debt, let's say £20,000 worth of debt, or $20,000, whatever your currency is, in debt, and you know, you're struggling to manage your budget each month, you're constantly going into overdraft, having to rely on your credit card. If I was in that position, my focus would not be on getting into investing. At that stage, I need to focus on clearing down my debt, look at ways that I can actually manage my budget month on month a lot better. So I'm not always going into overdraft and having to use my credit card and really looking at ways that I can refine the way that I manage my money. So essentially, I want you to think about what is your priority at this time? Is your priority really implementing structure in your finances in terms of knowing how to manage that better and managing your money more effectively? Or is your priority at a stage where, do you know what? You manage your money quite well. You have some savings, you have some reserves. And at this stage, you want to start learning how to start building wealth and really expanding your net worth. So essentially think about what your priorities are and where you are currently in your finances. So there's three stages that I like to share. So one stage would be where you're rebuilding. This would be a stage where maybe you made some financial mistakes, you got yourself into debt, or you made some poor financial choices, which you're now reaping the consequences of. And your focus really is just to get yourself back on track, you know, rebuild your credit, if that's something that was affected by your financial choices, or perhaps you're in a stage where right now you're just building, you're building up your savings, building up your emergency fund, building up your life, you know, really focusing on getting your foundations in order for your finances, learning how to manage your money better. And that is definitely something you need to have at every stage, whether you're building, rebuilding, or the last one, expansion. So if you're in a stage in your finances where your finances are pretty solid, you know, you don't have debt or you have very minimal debt, which is manageable, and you can clear that off in in the foreseeable future, and your credit is pretty good, you have savings, you have reserves, you know, you have a handle of how you manage your money, your debt management is on point, you have a financial plan in place, then you're at that stage where you should start thinking about expansion, how you can increase your sources of income. And when I say that, it's not always about having a second job, a side hustle, or something that's going to be an active source of income, but even looking into ways that you can start having passive income, which I'll definitely discuss later on in today's episode. So as we get deeper into today's episode, I want you to think about where you are. Are you in a stage of building, rebuilding, or expansion? And as I share these tips with you, I want you to think about what should your priority be at this stage in your finances. So let's get into the first essential. Now, this one is super important and it's often something that we ignore (laughs) or we deceive ourselves into thinking that we've got it on point. But in some cases, it's not always true. The first essential is a money management strategy. Now, this essentially is how you manage your money, how you allocate your funds 
on a month by month basis, on a yearly basis. And it's really important to have a money management strategy in place because money is one of those things that if you don't actually have an intentional plan, you will quickly find yourself spending more money than you attend to. You'll find yourself spending money on things that you didn't actually really want to spend money on. And it's just very easy to spend money. You can just leave your house and within a few steps, you've already spent a half of your money and you're wondering where everything has gone. So it's important to have a strategy, to have a budget plan. I know that a lot of people don't like to hear the word budget, but it's very important. Listen, billion dollar companies have budgets, so we definitely need to have budgets too. I don't know about you, but I definitely don't have a billion yet. So (laughs) it is definitely essential. And to be fair, it's not even about what you earn. No matter what stage you are, whether you earn four figures, five figures, six figures, seven figures or more, you need to have a money management strategy in place. This is how people go from having millions to having nothing. So or even ground zero, you know, even going into the minus. So it's really important for you to have a strategy in place. So intentionally separating time each month to plan how you're going to spend and invest your money, plan what you're going to spend your money on, also making sure that your direct debits, your standing orders, any automations you have on your bank account are correct, making sure you're paying your bills on time. These are all things that are common sense, but these are things that not everyone does. And it really can have a knock-on effect in your finances. And do apologize if there's any background noise or disruptions. There is some construction work being done in my flat. So hopefully that will not disrupt the episode. But anyways, back to what I was saying. So you have a plan in place. So normally what I do each month is before we get our main source of income, I'll go through our budget, you know, go through all our bills, make sure everything is correct, all the dates are correct, the amounts are correct. And then I'll also go into looking at how much we want to save each month, how much we're looking to invest that particular month as well, and going through all my essential budgeting categories. So that would be things like my groceries, house supplies, um, personal care, what else is there? Takeout or eating out, leisure, now that things are back open. Also budgeting for our treat me budget. So each month we'll allocate ourselves individually money that we can spend on whatever we want. We'll also allocate money for travel, miscellaneous expenses as well. And I think that's pretty much it. I may have forgotten something, but you get the gist of it. So essentially allocating our money to everything that we want to spend it on. So really being intentional in how much you want to spend on each thing and actually tracking or spending weekly. Now, this has been a major game changer for me. Before, when I first started budgeting, I would set the plan, but I wouldn't track my spending weekly. It might have been every two weeks. And sometimes at that point, we had overspent so much, it was very difficult to get back on track. So I find that, tracking my spending on a weekly basis really really helps me to stay on track and it also helps me to see okay yep this is definitely going to go over budget what can I do to rejig things so that it's not too much of an L at the end of the month so definitely having a strategy in place now if you're someone that an excel sheet is not for you you're not very tech savvy or you simply want something that's super convenient and easy download an app there are so many apps that are available I personally use my finance and budgeting tracker if you want to grab a copy of that then definitely head over to my website and you can do so. But there are apps, like I said, there is the Emma app, there is, I think, the Money Dashboard app. Now, these apps I've never used, but I have heard good reviews on it. But like I said, find what works for you. I have clients that they prefer to write things down. So get a budgeting book or just a regular notebook that you write down your purchases in, you plan what you're going to spend. So honestly, I can't emphasize enough how important it is to plan. Not just how much you're going to spend on the things you like and want, but also how much you're going to save each month and really setting up a standing order, automating the 
those savings so that you don't even have to think about it you don't even have to do the manual work of transferring to your account now if you prefer to do that do what works for you it's called personal finances for a reason but the key is making sure that you're actually setting up a budget that you can stick to so when you are budgeting even if you're in debt and that's something you're also factoring in each month making sure you make your budget realistic there's no point you setting something that there is no way you're going to be able to actually uphold it now of course if this is new to you it's going to seem very impossible but definitely trial it and tweak each month as you go to see maybe where you can alter different things and obviously make those changes as necessary but definitely have a strategy have a plan and make sure you plan before you get paid don't start planning after you've already started spending it gets very difficult at that stage to factor where you actually are but plan ahead there is so much but definitely plan ahead honestly it's going to help you so much if you do so and stick to it don't allow one bad month two bad months even if you've had a bad year in terms of managing your money to stop you from trying and stop saying things like i'm just bad with money you can change you're capable of changing your situation and you're definitely capable of managing your money better if you set your mind to it and actually start putting systems in place if you find that you're commonly overspending on a particular store or a particular thing then think about what can i do differently do i need to delete the app (laughs) of that place that i keep ordering from do i need to actually you know get myself some accountability you know have someone that I actually have to be accountable to with how I spend these things will definitely help but you have to put those systems in place to get yourself on track now the next thing which is super important is savings actually before I get into that something whilst we're still on money management strategy also thinking about how much money do you want to allocate to your savings each month or how much you want to save each year and really breaking that down and incrementing it so that you can make your goal more achievable so knowing having a goal making it specific and also tailoring your budget to that so if you have a if you have a goal to save a particular amount by the end of the year break that goal down so that it's more achievable so it's smaller and you have something that you can work through each month and of course like I said if you've had a bad month get back on track don't use that as an excuse to throw caution to the wind and just not bother anymore no use that as motivation to get back on track and do what you have to do now moving on to the next thing which i already revealed (laughs) that was savings and reserves so savings are so important you know we know we should save but sometimes we don't or we constantly dip into our savings for things that aren't necessarily important now one of the great things about having savings is that it gives you that cushion if an emergency arises you've got money to cover it if there's a big purchase you need to make you've got money to contribute towards it you don't have to rely solely on credit and this is why it's important life is unpredictable i'm sure nobody thought in march last year that we'd be going into a lockdown but it's definitely showed us that you know life can be very unpredictable and that you need to have systems in place that should something happen you're not going to be stuck in a rut you're not going to have to worry about getting a loan borrowing from someone but you're actually going to have money to see you through and this is why you should aim to have savings so whether that savings is going to be for a specific goal if you're someone that's like I don't want to save life is short then focus on just having an emergency fund (laughs) if you don't want to save for anything else okay fair enough but at minimum have an emergency fund and definitely ensure that you separate your savings if you're saving for multiple things get multiple savings accounts because if you just have everything in one account it sort of deceives you into actually knowing where you are financially because everything just seems great. You're like, yeah, I've got £10,000, but that 10000 split across 10 different projects. So it's great to separate your account so you know exactly where you are for each specific goal. 
So really thinking about what are you saving for? Is it for an emergency fund? Is it a goal-oriented goal? You know, is it to buy a car, a house, to move out from your family home, to invest in something that you've wanted to, you know, invest in for a long time? Really just think, even, even if it's for a holiday, you know, when it comes to holidays, you should also be saving for it too. So whatever it is that you're saving for, really make sure that you have a plan in place. So each month, how much can I afford to save for each particular thing? And also, if you're someone that you're constantly always dipping into your savings, look into getting a restricted savings account. So one that you can't easily access, especially if it's for money that you're saving for the future and you don't intend to use anytime soon. If you have a restricted access account, it makes it a lot harder for you to just dip in and out for silly purchases. So I definitely recommend looking into that as opposed to an easy access account. An easy access account, you definitely want to get for things like an emergency fund so that should you need it, you can easily access it. But if it's something that you're saving for that's long into the future and you're not going to need anytime soon, then definitely look into getting a restricted access account or a limited access account. Um, it has different names based on where you are, but definitely have a look on Google and see what works for you. And honestly, save, 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 save. I can't emphasize that enough. Saving is a basic finance skill, but unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that. And sometimes when you look at the statistics, it's actually crazy to see that most people either have nothing in savings or less than they can actually survive on for a month. So I'd say as a starting point, try to save up at least one month's worth of your expenses. Once you've gotten to that stage, you can then start thinking about expanding that emergency fund, should you wish, to like three months or six months. But definitely as a starting point, try to save up one month's worth of your expenses and also reserves so reserves could be things like for example insurance maybe critical illness insurance that should you get sick you can also access insurance too should you pass away your family won't need to worry about things financially they'll be able to mourn you without having to also mourn and think about financial worries as well so getting insurance in place to cover specific things and needs that should that need arise, you're covered for that too. There are so many different forms of insurance, it's actually crazy that when you actually look into it, you know, there's so much more than what we actually know. So definitely doing your research and looking into getting yourself some reserves. Now, the next essential is debt management. Now, this is the one that trips up a lot of people. There are people that have high incomes, but also have very high levels of debt. And debt is one of those things that can really burn a hole in your pocket. And it really can set you back in time if you think about it. Because as you're paying off that debt, you're robbing yourself of money in the future because you're having to pay for mistakes you made in the past. So having a handle on your debt and what you can truly afford is very important. Most people get into debt not because, you know, they needed to pay their rent. Sometimes it's for consumer things, you know, a new sofa, a new TV, you know, redecorating the house. And it's really important before you take out any debt, really assess, is this a necessity? Is there another way that I can finance this without having to rob myself of my future? I know that sounds a bit harsh, but for a lot of people, sometimes they're in debt for 10 years. And that does rob you of your future. That does rob you of things that you're able to do. So definitely, before you get into any debt, before you sign any finance contracts, really assess whether you can truly afford that. Assess how long it's going to take you to actually pay that back. And also assess different factors. Because maybe, for example, you are measuring your affordability based on you doing overtime at work. That might not always be something you can do. Maybe, you know, things may change in your life that you're not... You don't have as much free time to do over time. You have other responsibilities. And then you're going to find that 
it's going to be a bit more of a struggle. If you are just depending on overtime to clear that debt or to be able to afford that particular thing and you're not able to do that, of course, your circumstances will change. So really assess your affordability, really assess how long it's going to take you to clear that debt and whether that's really essential. What are your options? Do you have another way that you can actually finance that particular thing and what is going to be best for you? Is there something that can wait? Sometimes we just need to be a bit patient. You know, sometimes what gets a lot of people into debt that they could have avoided is that instant gratification, wanting that thing now. Yes, you may need that holiday. Yes, you may want to go abroad, but can it wait? Especially if you can't afford it. Go on a staycation. (laughs) Go where your money allows you to go and be patient. Sometimes it is that impatience that causes a lot of people to make bad financial choices. So debt management is important at every single level. Even when you're thinking about purchasing a property or investing in something, also looking at, can I afford this? Can I afford this long term? If my circumstances change, will I still be able to afford this? So really assessing all the corners so that you are making an informed decision. And reading the small print, that's something we don't often do, but when you are signing a financial contract, ensure you read the small print. If there are things you do not understand, terms you don't understand, ask questions. Don't be afraid to look silly or to look stupid. Ask the questions that you need to ask and ensure that things are clear before you sign on the dotted line. Now, the next essential is a financial plan. Now, a financial plan is a lot more in depth than just having goals or a vision board, which which are important are things that I have. But a financial plan is essentially where you break down your goal. You break it down in terms of how you can achieve that goal, the pathway you need to take to achieve that goal, and what are the steps and actions that need to be taken in order for you to achieve that. So let's say, for example, your goal is to buy a car. You need to be thinking about what is your budget for that car? How much are you looking to spend? How much money do you have right now? Is it a case where you're going to need to save up some money? Are you going to take out that car on finance? What car do you want to get? What can you afford? How much is it going to cost to run that car? So you're really looking at all the bases. You're not only looking at what you want, but you're also being very specific in how much money you're going to need, how much time it's going to take, and what steps and actions need to be taken in order to achieve that goal. And this is the same for any particular goal, whether it's a a goal to get out of debt, whether it's a goal to buy a house, whether it's a goal to start a business, you need to cover your bases. You need to really have a plan in place and also set yourself an action plan. Things you need to focus on, habits you need to focus on building, because sometimes our goals require habits that we need to build in order to achieve them. So also factoring that in and really ensuring that you're reviewing your progress. There's no point setting yourself a goal and checking it in 12 months time. Review your progress, you know, every, maybe every month, every two months, every three months, but at minimum every four. So you can really assess what progress you've made, whether you've been sticking to those actions that you wrote down or not. And of course, if you are finding it difficult to do this plan by yourself, then definitely seek a professional, whether a financial advisor or a financial coach like myself, that can help you to really number crunch and really set a plan in place as to how you're going to be able to achieve those goals that you have. To definitely ensure that you have a financial plan, I actually have a template available on my website. I think it's like $1.99 or something. The price of a coffee, not even a coffee, actually less than that. So definitely check that out if that's something you're interested in grabbing for yourself. It's something I use personally and it's been very very useful for me to really just organize my goals and have it clear in my mind of what I need to do to actually achieve them. Now the last essential before we wrap up and finish today's episode is assets and investments. Now assets could vary but 
the simplest way I can define an asset is something that's going to increase in value over time. So this could vary from things like, you know, limited edition handbags, you know, high-end fashion that are things that are going to increase over time. It could be a property, it could be a stocks, it could be stocks and shares, investments that you have. Whatever's going to increase with value over time, I would define that as an asset. If the value is depreciating over time, meaning that the value isn't decreasing over time, then that's definitely not an asset. So really looking at what is going to be an asset or even something that you invest in it and it's also going to give you that knowledge that you need to increase your wealth to increase your income then I definitely say that's an asset too maybe there's a particular course that you want to take or a skill that you want to develop and that skill in particular is going to be able to help you to increase your income and your quality of life then I definitely say then that thing is an asset so really looking at what assets can I invest in as a starting point for me personally I started off in stocks and shares and if I had known how simple it was to access the markets I probably would have started that sooner but to be fair I wasn't in the right mindset so (laughs) I probably would not have been a very good investor but that's definitely a place to start accessing the market is a lot more accessible than it was years ago it's a lot cheaper you know there's a lot less fees or well the fees are a lot less than they used to be and as long as you are in a stage where you understand what you're investing in, that's obviously important. Having assets and investments is great because it gives you options. It gives you other streams of income outside of your maybe employed job or your business. And it really gives you options. Options is the most important thing. You know, we're living in a society where things are increasing, things are getting more expensive, expensive, inflation is higher. You know, pay rises are not as high as inflation is for most people. For a lot of people, it's actually less. So even though it seems like you're getting, getting a raise it's not even beating the um, current rate of inflation so having these assets and investments and building your wealth over time is going to be great because it's going to give you those options to live life on your terms it's going to be able to give you that time freedom that you desire when it comes to assets there's so many different things you can get into like I said earlier there are things like art things like your pension your pension is also a an investment. That's essentially what your pension is. That's when your pension provider is investing in the stock market on your behalf and building your pension pot over time so that once you get to that age where you want to cash out, you have those funds there for you. So that's also another investment. If you don't currently have a workplace pension that you are enrolled into, do your research and get yourself enrolled in a pension whether they want to do that independently or whether you want to actually register onto a workplace pension so like i said as well stocks and shares property business investing in other businesses there are so many different options i could do a whole podcast just on investment types but again really looking at the types of investments you understand educating yourself on it before you put your money into it of course but really really making sure that of course if you've got the other essentials in place this is something that you should start thinking about because when you have those investments it gives you more time to do what you want maybe you want to start cutting down your days at work you want to start going part-time when you have those assets and investments it gives you the option to do so without having to worry about money so that's definitely an an essential that I would say think about do your research I actually have some videos on my YouTube channel as well about things to consider before you start investing so definitely check that video out and thank you guys for listening to today's episode I hope that you found it useful like I said the workshop will be out in about a week or so it's an hour long but it goes into a lot more depth that I wasn't able to go through today I just kind of briefed you in you know gave you a couple of things to think about if you did find this episode useful share it with a friend if you are listening on apple Podcasts, do leave a rating and review I'd really really appreciate to 
how you found the episode. Now guys, have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you next week Thursday.